week after next, Laura's going to be having uh, surgery. Okay, Matthew 6, starting in, in verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. <clears throat> Maybe we're so familiar with this prayer that we kind of fail to consider the, the significance. But, but in it, just, just, just consider that, that we're taught to pray by the master prayer, that, that we're taught to pray by God himself, how, how we should pray. And he, and he, and he begins with uh, this, he, he's already stated when you, in, in the earlier part of chapter 6 where, where Jesus is sharing how uh, his, his disciples, how his followers are to, are to live, when he said, when you give to the needy, when you pray, and then skipping down to verse 16, when you fast, that, that all these things, Jesus isn't saying if you give to the needy, if you pray, if you fast, but he's, he's matter-of-factly stating that when you do this, do it like this. So we, we have this, verse 9, it, it starts with the ex, exhortation to, to pray. Pray then, pray therefore like this. And so we have a, a teaching, a model of prayer given to us by God himself, given, given to us by Jesus who prayed, you know, constantly through, through his, his life that he communicated with, with the Father. So basically something that uh, this, this simple and, and, and this well-known, uh, it, it can't be messed up, Right? I mean, you, you couldn't mess up this, this prayer. Well, by the, by the second century, so in the 100s A.D., there's a, a writing. It's called the Didache or the Didache, and, it, and it's considered the, the teachings of the apostles. So maybe 150 years after, uh, after Christ, after uh, all of the, the uh, uh, apostles had, 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 had died and, 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 and gone to heaven, that this, this, this book, this writing came out that um, <clears throat> was, was considered or, or, or it was given as teachings of the, the apostles, teachings that the church was, was to follow. And I had it written down, and I just can't find exactly where it is, so I'm going to have to paraphrase. But it said, when you, when you fast, don't fast like the hypocrites. Well, that's directly from this, this, this passage. Don't fast like the hypocrites. He says, no, they fast on Monday and Thursday. You're to fast on Wednesday and Saturday. Don't do it like them. Don't do it on these days. Do it on these days so that you're not a hypocrite. 
This is, this is 150 years after Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. And he said, when you pray, pray this prayer three times a day. And, and so they, they've already missed the point. And sometimes maybe we, we miss the point in, uh, in, in, in uh, didactic type teachings that, that Jesus is, has, has given us or that the, uh, the, 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 the writers of the epistles give us, Paul and, and James. But we have this, this simple model of prayer that begins with that exhortation, pray therefore like this. And he moves on. And we looked at the first part of this last week. Uh, there, there are two groups of, of petitions and, and he begins with our, the petition to who? Our Father in heaven. It, it, it's sort of a parody there that God Almighty, the holy, sinless, perfect God in heaven also wants that relationship with us as our Father. And notice Jesus doesn't say, pray then in this way, my Father. He says, pray in our Father. We have that, that familial uh, relationship, that family, that we're, we're all his sons and daughters. And then he, he, he gave two, three petitions. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And I think that, that it's not wrong to, to look at that last phrase as, a, as a, applying to all three of those. Hallowed be your name on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That he, he, he said it begins, our prayer begins with, with God first and, and, and giving him glory and, and, and desiring for his name to be lifted up. God's name is hallowed. God's name is holy and sacred, but, but Jesus says that should be our desire. Our heartfelt, most earnest desire is that God's name would be placed in that, in that place of honor, would be in that place of honor for all people, and that his kingdom indeed will come for all people, hasten it's like, come now, Lord Jesus, that, it, that Jesus and John the Baptist both preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it's, it's already, it has begun, but it is not yet totally uh, complete, that, that that won't happen until Jesus re returns. And he says, your will be done, your moral and ethical will. May we live together as, as you would have us. And then... Jesus turns to the petitions that are, that are for us. Notice the, the, the pronouns that he uses throughout this, this prayer and even prior to the, to the prayer, that going back even to verse uh, 8, he says, don't pray like the, like the Gentiles, like the pagans. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. That he's saying, he's, remember the context of the, of, of the uh, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus went up on the mountain. When his disciples came to him, he began to teach them. 
And so though there may have been unbelievers in that group that heard this, this sermon originally, but that he was teaching his disciples and he taught them, your father, God is your father. We are part of his, his family. And then he said, our father who art in heaven. And then when, when we get into the petitions for, for ourselves, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, so in those prayers, by using in, in th those petitions within the prayer, using that third person personal pronoun, we're, we're praying for ourselves, but also each other. How often do we consider that? How, pray in this manner. This is a model for prayer. This is how we should pray. We, we should start with adoration and acknowledgement and, and, and glorifying, lifting up God's name. And, and then we move into praying for others as well as ourselves. Now we, now we pray for others. I, I mean, every week we pray for others when, when someone is, is sick or ill or injured or, or whatever the case may be. But, but, but what does he mean by give us this day our daily bread? I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's their food. That, that in, in, in the first century, particularly the, 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 the audience that Jesus is, is talking to, that they didn't go to the deep freeze and, and get out what they're going to eat that night to thaw it. You know, they, they didn't go to this, this pantry and, and get out the canned goods and things that, that many times they did not know where their next meal was coming from. And, and there are people like that today, but it, but it, for the most part, is, is it difficult for us to, to relate to that? Like, give us this day our daily bread. Do we, do we, do we think of, of praying in, in, in that manner? Do, do we think of, of, of asking God for our daily provisions? Exactly. And in praying for something small, we're, we're, we're sort of acknowledging that God is in control of all things, that, that, that God pr provides all of this. And take it a couple of steps further. If, if we don't pray in this way or when we pray in this way, is it not an expression of gratitude? I mean, the, the offertory today, my tribute that Susan prayed I mean, played, you know, was how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? You want me to sing it or just, re you know, you know, I, I forgot all the other words. Oh, too bad. And, but it's, but it's expressing gratitude. And so 
you know, God give us, not just me, not just my family, but, but all of us, our, our Christian family, our brothers and sisters, whether they are part of the same local church body that, that we are, or even those who might be in Ukraine or Nepal or Canada or the few that are in California. I mean, it's, it's you know, pray for all of the, you know, these. And it's acknowledging that, that, that God is, is in control, that he's sovereign over these things, including rain, the economy, the oil and gas situation, supply chains, and it's, it's God. Provide, you've promised to provide for our needs. We kind of get wants and needs. I don't think we get them mixed up. We just don't prioritize them properly. How many times has God actually provided for our wants far exceeding our, our needs? And it's like, well, I wanted that, and, and, and God made provision. So he, he's... He, he's there's so much in there. I don't know that my brain can, can pull it all out. But, he, but he's saying, us, pray for all of each other. And then for your, for your daily sustenance, your daily provisions. And in doing so, that, that also shows the proper gratitude to God. And it acknowledges that, that we realize all of these things come from him. And when we're in a drought, we certainly know that we, we pray, God, Provide the rain. And if, if you remember the gas lines of the, of the 70s, it's like, God, please don't let this gasoline run out. And, and as, as we go and we hear these predictions of supply chain and this and that, it's like it may start hitting closer to home just how blessed we are, how, how much we, we rely on God to provide these things. And, and then he moves on. Well, before we do that, Kind of a, I, I came across this one one uh, writer, or uh, or it may have been on a podcast, but he said that that, and Corey preached on this a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago. But the church at Laodicea, in in in, in Revelation three, and he says these words they describe the American church, and really all of the churches you can put. The, the seven churches, the seven letters to the churches in Asia Minor, you could say, man, they hit, that hits Amer the American church on the head. But this one in, in, in Laodicea, as far as the, uh, the, the praying for daily provisions, uh, Revelation 3, 14, and to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. Would that you are either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are a wretched, pit pit pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. 
Those whom I love I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He says, you, you say to yourselves, I'm rich, I've prospered, I need nothing. Not realizing that you're just pitiful. You're wretched, you're blind, you're naked. You need to look to me for your provisions. And, and Jesus is, is, is teaching us that in, in, this, in this very line of the disciples' prayer, the, the Lord's model prayer of give us this day our daily breads. God, we, we rely on you for our sustenance, for our, our basic daily needs and, and, and those provisions that, that, that we need each, each day. And he moves on then to the, the, the second petition. Again, it's us. He says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That's just sort of a, a, used as a metaphor here. Luke uses the word sin. And, and, and I believe that's exactly what, what Jesus is talking about is that he's, he's saying, forgive us our sins. Now, there's forgiveness in the Bible. You, you could boil it down to, to two different types of forgiveness, that being positional and, and, and relational. Positional is that we were all born sinners. All have sinned and, and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. That pre-conversion position that we were in where we were, we were dead in our sins. But he, remember, he's speaking to his disciples. And, and so this is speaking of a relational type of forgiveness in that like, like 1 John 1, 9, that, that we need to confess daily, hourly, minutely, every second we need to confess our sins and God is faithful and, to, and just to forgive our sins. And that, that he, he says, forgive us our debts. That positionally we are no longer separated from God by our sin, but, but now that we are his sons and daughters, we will still sin, but we need to repent of those sins, ask God for forgiveness, just as we are to forgive those who have sinned against us. Now, is it a, I don't know the word, is this something that he's saying, if you don't do this, this won't happen? It, or, or is he saying, the, the Sermon on the Mount is, is instructions for believers on how to live, but it's matters of the heart. 
that he said, blessed are the poor in spirit for those is the kingdom of heaven. Those who within their heart realize that I am spiritually bankrupt and, and that as he moves on in even explaining the, 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 the law that you've heard it said, don't commit murder. But I say to you, if you're angry, it's matters of the heart. And when he, when he was, was, was speaking on that, Jesus said, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering there and, and, and go and be reconciled to your, your brother. That he's speaking on matters of, of the heart. So it's, 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 it's more like a prerequisite on our approaching God for forgiveness is that we forgive that we forgive others. If we go to God and ask for his forgiveness, yet we're not willing to forgive others, what is that really saying or, or, or what is that how is that telling about our, our heart or, or our condition? We're self-centered. If, if we forgive others, okay, now let me back it up. Who has sinned more? Me and my sin before God or someone who does some wrong to me? Which one of those is the greater sin? Was that, did I state that clearly? My sin compared to God or my brother's sin against me. Which of those is greater? Well, certainly my sin to God. And so if in our heart, if we realize that my sin, you know, like, like, like David said, I'm, I'm, I'm undone. My sin is always before me. I, I, have, I have violated your, your, your law. If we truly realize where we were prior to our receiving Christ, prior to our conversion, it's like we will have no trouble forgiving someone else because God has already forgiven us so much more than anybody, no matter how bad someone could sin against us. I mean, think of the most, you know, heinous, despicable things that people do to one another, that still pales in comparison with my sin to the holy, righteous, sacred God. But that same holy, sacred, righteous God atoned for my sin by sending His only Son to, to sacrifice, to pour out his blood to atone for, for my sins. So he's saying it's a matter of our heart. If, if you're asking, if I'm asking God to forgive me and I totally, fully realize what my position is as his, as his uh, forgiven son or daughter and, and I fully realize how much he has forgiven me, then I will forgive others anything that they do to me. Notice how Jesus then, he, he, his, the last petition is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But then he goes back and he, and he, and he hits that forgiving others again. So see, it's, it's, 
it's as if Jesus knows, okay, they're going to have a hard time with this, you know, forgiving others. So it's okay to repeat yourself because Jesus does it. But in, in verse 14, he goes back, he circles back. Just in case you, you didn't catch that first about forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In verse 14, he says, but if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is not about salvation. This is after salvation. And he's saying, think, think of what God has, has done to you. If we truly have a, a humble heart in, in, a, in, 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 in asking God for forgiveness, then it's a prerequisite that we, that we give that forgiveness to others who have, who have wronged us. That, that, that that sort of heart is, is holding no bitterness or anger toward others, but it's humbly asking God to forgive us and then realizing that God has forgiven me more than, he, than I could possibly forgive anyone else. It's, it's really, I am a sinner. You know, it's, 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 it's that sinner who comes to God with a, 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 a penitent, humble heart, knowing that I, I can't correct this. I, I can't do anything to, to buy his favor. But then he's given us that offer of forgiveness and, and, and atonement. And so we come to him with, with gratitude and we express that, we give that to others. It's not a condition for our salvation. This is after we've been saved that if we still have a need for daily repentance and that we, we and to receive that, it's like forgive others. I think that I think it does, it, that, and it, that it means that that fellowship with God is broken. That He wants us to forgive others, and and it's like, well, God, I want this, but I'm not willing to forgive Joe. If you contemplate that, it it could be very. You know, it's like, who have I not forgiven? Who, 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 who am I holding uh, a, a grudge against? You know, that it's, that if we, if we truly contemplate this, this gift of, of forgiven, forgiveness, how can we hold anything against someone else? What do you think? Back in all of 1 John 1, 9, mm -hmm. So 
had that same grace and forgive others, yes. But I don't think God's going to hold it over your head if you're faithfully trying to confess and stay in fellowship. And I think that if you can't sincerely confess, he doesn't understand that we're human. And so if you're human, I can't forgive you. You can't be a Christian. You can't you can't be in heaven because you're a human. Well, that eliminates Christianity. We are human. That's a human trait to not forgive others. It's not God's trait. But, but if we allow God to live in us, we can do the things that are not human. It's not in our heart always to forgive. But if we allow God to live in our hearts, then we are able to forgive things. Mm-hmm. We're all amazed when we watch on the news where someone forgives someone that murdered a brother, a sister, a family member. We're all like, wow, how could that happen? And yeah. It has to be good. It has to be God. That, that it is God. It's, it's, it's all of those things, you know, but it's, it's a matter of the heart. And, and so it's, it's demonstrating that can we ever fathom how much God has forgiven us? It's, you know, it, it may be... I with myself every day. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why? And why does he do it? And, and so, yeah, there may... But I think it's, it's, it's a matter of approaching him with, you know, God, if I've wronged somebody, then, then show me and let me forgive them. But it's when we long long-term, short-term, that we harbor this bitterness for this person who did whatever. I'll tell you what, it, it goes back to what I said, being in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You haven't lost Christianity because of this, but you don't have that fellowship with the Holy Spirit of Christ anymore. Right. And, and that it's relationship with us and, and God through the Holy Spirit that, that we don't, that fellowship has been broken. You know, fellowship, we, we think of the word koinonia, but, it, but it's, it's, it's even bigger than that. Fellowship, meaning it's this partnership, this, this, this togetherness, and that our Father, we are part of God's family, and so is, so are our brothers and sisters in, in Christ. I mean, there's some family members that don't speak to one another because they're, they're harboring this, this bitterness. But Jesus is saying, if, if you're truly part of the family of God, you won't do that. That just as God has forgiven you, you will forgive one another. Lead, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have sinned against against us and and then he then he continues or completes it lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil or your translation may say or deliver us from the evil one e either or both are are, are are correct you could make a case probably for both lead us they <clears throat> member of our family that 
giving. And over the last 15 years, I guess, she's gotten rheumatoid arthritis. She's in a wheelchair. Her feet are deformed. Her hands are deformed. She can no longer drive or she can't even walk. And I always see that as, for some reason, she's harboring something she's not able to forgive. Illness comes on us whenever we are not forgiving and all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would, I would agree that that sometimes it's sin that brings on an, an illness. Uh, not, not always, but it, but that it certainly can be God, you know, chastening his his, his children. And so it's it's forgiveness is. works both ways. We, we want God's forgiveness, but sometimes we don't want to forgive others. James talks about forgiveness of sins so you will be healed. Mm-hmm. Let me pause the recording. Um, <laughs> yeah. What did Jesus say on the cross? They know not what they do. And, and, you know, then Stephen, just months later, Stephen does the same thing when he's being, being stoned. So, good point. Yeah, yeah, it may benefit them, but it's, you know. Okay, so we got lucky. That wasn't as hard as it seemed like it was going to be. <laughs> Yeah. And his brother. Yeah, I mean, that was incredible. The thing that happened, it was done on national TV, and they say that went viral. I mean, millions of people saw that. Yeah. And it's things like that. Also, if you want to extend it, it's like, okay, maybe the next generation is not as, you know, bad as we think they are. You know, it's like, we did everything right. And those kids coming up, we, we don't have a chance. Like, no, look at that. You know, that guy wasn't barely 20 years old. I got holes in my socks older than him. And he's, and he's like, you know, presenting the gospel right there, you know, on TV. That was the main thing that yeah. the gospel was presented yeah. in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in, incredible. And that's the picture, you know, of, of, of how God has forgiven us and how we're to forgive others. And then, he, then he, 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 he continues, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's interesting, they say, those who know, that the Greek word for temptation, sometimes it's translated temptation, sometimes it's translating tests. That God does not tempt. And, and James, and even, I mean, early on, chapter 1, verse 2, or 
Five at the latest says, you know, that, that God does not tempt us, but that he allows us to be tested. You know, it's like, God, don't, don't just deliver us from, from evil. Lead us not into temptation. And I may have jumped around too many verses in James. He's like, count it all joy when you are tested. You know, that I'm not seeking a test, but if I'm in the middle of a test, then, then I need to rejoice and look to God. And there again, it's that us. It, it's praying for, for others in, in regard to this. You know, let, pray for each, pray for one another that, that they might not be tested to the point of, of falling for a, a temptation and deliver us from, from evil or the, the, the evil one. You know, we're, we're told to, to free sin, flee sin, flee, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you and, and flee this, this temptation to get away from it. One preacher I was listening to said, we, we forget the spiritual warfare that we're in, you know, and that, that Paul certainly reminds us of that armor of God that we're to put on, but that the Lord's prayer, it's, it's like a wartime walkie-talkie, but we view it as a domestic intercom, you know, that it's deliver us from evil, Lead us not into temptation. It is a, a, a walkie-talkie, a way of communicating to God while we're going through this spiritual warfare that the, the, the God of this earth, the false God, the, you know, the prince of darkness is bringing on everybody and, and that, that we have the means, the armor of God, and we have prayer that will deliver us from that. We'll start in verse 19 next week. Thank you for all of the, the, the good input. Any, anything else um, that I'm sure we overlooked, you know, that I, that, that I think Jesus is kind of, kind of boils it down to as is the, the, the whole Sermon on the Mount it's how believers are to live and, and the condition uh, uh, of our hearts in, in realizing that now we don't serve ourselves, but we serve, we serve a holy God. Well, let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. Father, again, we thank you for this day we gather and celebrate the, the resurrection. Uh, by your power, Jesus was raised from the dead and now all who will believe and receive him as, as Savior are adopted into your family as sons and daughters. God, may we live our lives as children of the King. God, may we repent of our sin. May we forgive those who have sinned against us. And God, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In Christ's name I pray, amen.